you feel like a couple years in the future wireless charging is going to be so ingrained in our lives that when i pick up my phone it'll be wirelessly charging my watch <laughs> okay Brenton, it's your turn Who knows best? Never knows best, baby! What up? Welcome back to Shonen Chumps, the only goddamn anime podcast on the internet. That features the three of us. As always, I'm Brennan. I'm Sean. I'm Dylan. And uh, every couple weeks or so, we watch an anime together and then sit down and talk about it. This week, we took a ride on a shooting star, motherfucker. <laughs> Ah. I feel like you hesitated, like, should I swear here? Ah, I know, I was like, you know what, maybe we're, we're starting off too intense, maybe, maybe I need to start easing into this. Anyways, it was Fooly Cooly! FLCL. FLCL. Probably considered by many to be one of uh, the most seminal anime. What? Is yeah. Who, who considers it? Wait, wait. We should preface this saying that we've all seen the show. Yes. Uh, obviously. This That's why our, we're here. Our first time watching but this. But we don't know anything about it, like regarding what the outside world thinks of the show. I just I sat mean, down and watched it. I've done a little bit of research. I feel like you have too, right? You usually do. Mm yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've done zero research, um, and I'm shocked that this is a seminal anime. Dude, a lot of people <laughs> grew up on Fooly Cooly. It's like one of those that fits in there with uh, some of the other heavy hitters. How do you grow up I... on a six-episode show? I mean, <laughs> well, you don't grow up on it. <laughs> Should but it's... kids be watching this show? Uh, Japanese kids? In the early okay. 2000s? I, I would think so. Actually, I guess I could see how maybe it's seminal or something, but... You want to know something? Is it I've... good? Mm -hmm. I've I've heard at least like more than one non-anime head sort of like think back on the anime they enjoyed as a child and be like, oh yeah, you know, like Evangelion, Gundam, Fooly Cooly. Like it's just one of those things that sort of, I guess, sticks out in people's memories for reasons. Um, right. So what did you guys know about the show before we started watching it? Dylan? 0.00. .00. Nice. I wish I had a joke to make about that, but I don't, <laughs> Brennan. <laughs> um, I knew there were guitars involved. I had seen that image from one of the later episodes where... Uh, what image? The, uh, There's so many guitars. <laughs> I was about to get to it. Um, the image of our boy, the main guy whose name is escaping. Naota. Me. Naota. Yeah, him all powered up holding the two guitars, and he's like got all this pink energy and shit behind him. Sure. Um, I've seen that. Uh, I knew about the yellow Vespa and a crazy lady riding it, but that was it. Okay, so I you? knew next to nothing. Mm -hmm. I just, like, I didn't even know what Fooly Cooly was uh, up until, like, very, very recently. The only thing I recognized was the the Vespa girl. 
uh, ha- Haruko. Haruko. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't even know if I recognized her or if I just recognized the character from Dot Hack Sign, which I thought <laughs> was her. Dylan, oh, Dot funny. Hack was like an anime and a video game series, and it has the same like character designer as okay. the show, which is why I thought I recognized this character, but I don't think I did. Seems <laughs> vaguely familiar. So essentially, we knew almost nothing about the show. Now, what do you guys think about the show in one sentence after having seen it? Dylan, I'll let you go first. <sighs> okay, I hope that you can convince me of otherwise, but I didn't get this show, comma, I didn't like this show, period. What? <laughs> nice <laughs> sentence structure. Oh my god. Well, just because I'm voicing it, I figured I'd add. Right. <laughs> Brennan, thoughts? Well, this was the most batshit crazy, balls to the wall, fucking ADD heart attack of a coming of age story. I loved it, and it is easily in my top three. What? Yes. Whoa, what? Top three favorite anime. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel like we can't even. I, I just want to dive into why. Wait, wait, but... wait. Okay, we <laughs> okay, will, yeah, though. Yeah. But that, those are polar opposite responses. Yeah. And that's funny, because for me, I'm almost torn, like, 50-50 with the show. <laughs> a lot of it I find annoying and, like, childish, but a lot of it, like, appeals to me so much on a fundamental level that I feel like I can't just reject it outright. Like, you're telling me there's a show with music like this and a fucking yellow Vespa? I okay. Do, yeah, we'll get it. We'll it's get like to opinions it. on yeah. Ratitude. Yeah. <laughs> Ratitude is a Weezer album yeah, uh, right. that a lot of people hate. But I like, I think, yeah. uh, a bit. And yeah. some people probably love. Oh my god. Uh, anyways. <laughs> hey, uh, anyway. Yeah, so where do we even start with the show? The Yellow Vespa. Something we should, pre- <laughs> <laughs> something we should preface with. Out- outside of the world of anime, uh, just in Sean's life, something I know about him from being friends for so long. Right. Uh... Sean's ideal vehicle of choice, like in a perfect world where everything goes his way and uh, he's living in paradise, he is riding a Vespa. And uh, that Vespa is yellow because it's his favorite color. Am I right? This is 100% true. It's my ideal vehicle (laughs) if I were to just be chilling and actually happy in my life, which I'm far from. (laughs) But I would be riding the whip. If If we all lived in Italy and just ate fucking spaghetti every single day. Yes. Sean would be whipping it around. I, I have to note that it would be a pale yellow Vespa. This one is very yellow. Yeah, it's pretty but, strong yellow. But I couldn't just reject this outright. I, I couldn't believe that I saw Dude, this in a show. Me just just <laughs> turning this on and seeing that, because I I mean, I'd seen the image before, but I didn't really put two and two together until I sat down and started watching it. I was like, oh, this is that? Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. Sean's going to be losing his shit wherever yeah. he is watching this. So I can't necessarily... <laughs> wherever he is. Probably at his house. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I can't necessarily explain my feelings towards a yellow Vespa, but it's akin to like you, listener, right now. If somebody said, hey, you can have this motorcycle and go like ride across the country, that would sound like true freedom to you, maybe. Maybe jumping on a yellow Nimbus cloud and flying around would be true freedom. My version of that is a, a yellow Vespa. A pale yellow Vespa. <laughs> I don't think I knew how passionate you were about this. I knew you liked yellow, and I think I know you like Vespas. Right. I mean, Dylan, it's I entirely possible that once I actually sit down on one and ride it for five minutes, I'd hate it. But the fantasy of it... You immediately die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But as long as I die in bliss, you know? Yeah. How can you complain? You know, yeah, that's yeah. the best way to go out. Exactly. Um, no helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we talked about the Vespa. Yeah. Do we talk about who rides it? Haruko. Haruko Haruhara. Har- Haruko <laughs> Haruhara. And that is a mouthful of a them, name if I've ever heard I'm definitely just trying to throw a big fuck you to the audience yeah, being like, yeah, who's yeah. a character whose name you can't pronounce? <laughs> Haruharu. Um, 
She I, is I Haruko Haruhara. Haruhara. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Haruhara. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say Haruko Haruhara is yeah. an agent of chaos. Well, and good God, she has like a specific her. job title. She right? does, yeah, because she's part of an organization that we're only given very little information about. She's some kind right. of alien, right? She is yes. an alien. She's not of this earth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so she comes to Earth, she comes to this town because this scientific organization or some shit is holding her like lover hostage, but she wants to capture that lover and take its power to become the most powerful and then person. Kill ever. him or something? Medical mechanica. Right. Um do, should we just go over what the actual plot was in broad strokes before we get into each episode? Please because, I mean, do that for me. For Dylan's sake. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Dylan, let's go. Okay, wait. But before we actually do, I need to mention something. Just because, okay, part of why I love this so much, you guys both know very well that Neon Genesis Evangelion is my favorite anime of all time. Yes. Yes. That show was produced by Studio Gainax, which was co-founded by Hideaki Anno the uh, director of Neon Genesis Evangelion, and this anime was also made by Studio Gainax. So right. there's a lot of visual cues, references, mm-hmm. and throwbacks, and just generally, even the storytelling. Even though Anno didn't have anything to do with this show, he didn't direct it, a lot of what happens in the show, although the themes are different and the approach is a lot different, reminded me of Evangelion. On an episode-to-episode so, basis, this feels like Evangelion yeah. if it was told by a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's like a five-year-old went and watched all of Evangelion and then came up to me and was like, Sean, Sean, let me tell you the plot of this amazing yeah. show. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, th- I'm very intrigued uh, about the world of uh, Fully Cooly. Like, it's, yeah. it's, cre- it's very, Fully Cooly? It's Fully very Cooly? interesting. Like, the world they live in is, is, is quite interesting. And I feel like there's an interesting um, plot here, but it's like they had, you know, uh, a cork board and they have little cue cards, like, outlining what the plot of FLCL is. Yes. Fully Cooly. And then just, like, someone opened the door and it started a wind tunnel and half the car <laughs> just flew out. And they're just like... Well, we've got enough for six episodes. And then they Do, all just started drinking you know? and punching each other. And then they just wrote it. Like, it's interesting, <laughs> but there's it just feels like so much is not told. I think and I, have I a guess point... that's okay, but it's strange and frustrating. Right. I think I have a point to, like, tie this all together. So, in the show, one of the later episodes, they say, like, after this big battle, there's white smoke everywhere. Right. And all you can see is, like, your immediate surroundings. It feels like there's not a world outside of this town. Mm-hmm. Now, if you'll notice in the world, a lot of, like, the background scenery is, like, not watercolor. Yeah, but washed out. Yeah. And it, like, fades off into whiteness. I yeah. don't know if you guys noticed this. I did. This. I took it. There's, like, the immediate, the immediate scenery is visible, but everything else, like, fades to white. It's what is immediately in front of you that's yeah. what counts. And so I feel like this whole show is, like, alluding to, like, there being a bigger world out there, but you're not seeing it. You're just seeing, like, the pretty picture in the middle, but everything fades off into white. Right. It's very cool. You're- now, speaking about art... Brennan, this yes. isn't just about Gynax, you know? Dude, it's not just about Gynax. Not just about Gynax. You want to know something? You know Hit who directed me. the series? Hit me with it. Kazuya Tsurumaki. Ooh. A fucking name dropping. <laughs> None of us know really who that is. But you, do you know Do you know what he is? What is he? Do you, you know, know what he is? Do you know what he is? The he protege is... of Hideaki Anno. Well, that explains a fucking lot. <laughs> and and you, these characters in the show, don't they look kind of cool? They look simple but cool. You get it, right? Yeah, You yeah. get it? Yeah. Do you know who the character designer was? The guy who did Dot Hack. The guy who did, the guy who did Dot Hack? The guy who did Eva? The guy who did 
Summer Wars, and Wolf Children. Those two don't matter to you much, but I love those films. It looks uh, like you're about to tear up Brennan of happiness. I mean, it, Brennan, <laughs> it just, why do you think the main character in the show has a face like fucking what's-his-face from Eva? Shinji Ikari, except yeah. he is a lot more headstrong and yeah. uh, a, a much more stubborn child than Shinji. Yeah. Um, the director a, of the yeah. show, which, yeah, was the protege of Hideaki Anno, he directed episode 25 of Eva, and episode 25 is <laughs> one of the episodes <laughs> of Eva that you'll never forget. Oh man! And he's working on the rebuild films, which is the retelling of Evangelion. Right. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there definitely was a lot that reminded me of Eva, but the stuff that I love the most about this show, partially, it's like that whole mode of storytelling where it's like they don't give you everything; they right. just give you these crazy abstract images, and like they really hit at feelings, and they go for these like big ideas. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, you know why? And it's, yeah, well... Because the show was written by one of the guys who wrote Sailor Moon, <laughs> Eva, obviously, Evangelion, yeah. and Orin High School Host Club. And if you're wondering, how does that tie in? Well, there's a lot of sexual shit in the show. Right. And definitely. that all ties into Orin High School Host Club, which came years right. later, obviously, but yeah. But um, yeah, just the way they go about telling a coming-of-age story, because, I mean, arguably, Eva is also a coming-of-age story, although the themes it tackles are significantly different, and we won't dive too much into it for the sake of not spoiling it for Dylan. Um, Thanks. Yeah, no, <laughs> no problem. But uh, I feel like some of the same issues are addressed, but just through a completely different lens, and that lens is the director this time around. Um, and And... I actually really enjoyed how condensed and crazy the whole thing was. Right. Like, it was like a visual assault, and I loved it so much because it's it's almost the opposite of Eva in that way because Eva's almost, like, it's really drawn out. Like, the elevator scene, the infamous elevator scene, that's, like, a key example here. It's, like, a lot of storytelling that's told visually in, in regards to Eva versus fully coolly they're almost exact opposites even though they're kind of reaching for the same thing and their attitudes are completely different because fully coolly is super carefree and super crazy and funny right so one thing is not (laughs) the last thing i want to mention before we move on and actually talk about like what the The story story, is about in broad strokes is that this feels like studio gynax was in between two major projects that like their studio really hung on and like defined themselves with i don't know what those actually are i'm just saying it feels like that and that this six episode anime was them just kind of fucking around in the middle of those two things (laughs) just like you can tell like just through like the animation of the show they're constantly switching between styles it's almost like they grab like hey it's joe schmo from like the animation room hey come in here edit edit like a few frames of this anime for me just like (laughs) give it your style throw it in make it south park fuck it that would be yeah what the hell we're gonna talk about that holy hell well okay yeah let's talk about what is what is the show in like broad strokes uh dylan what tell me (laughs) well what did you think it was at least give us your what What do you mean what did i think it was yeah wait wait like what is the show about yeah Yeah. what was the plot tell us your understanding of the plot dude you guys like throw me these things you did this for me for uh the ghost in the shell 2 movie which i fucking hated (laughs) and now you're doing it to me here yeah man i don't know okay so before i tell you what i think the plot was oh i'm just gonna okay i have to tell you what my notes were for the first episode of fully cooly so uh, now I've started to take notes after the show because I find I was taking too many notes. But for F- F- Fooly Cooly, I took notes, I think, during uh, each episode because episodes were really dense. Yes, and I was just yeah. finding it hard to remember. So from the beginning. So episode one. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that next, was your note. First note. Then next note. Man, what the hell is happening in this show? Next note. 
I'm so confused. Are they actors? That's because oh, in, the, I think one of them faints and then they the, cut. And it's like, that must have been really hard for you to do. The fourth break. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, are they actors? The 3D panorama shot. Yeah. <laughs> so we have, oh, what? What the hell is happening? I'm confused. Are they actors? The next note is in all capitals. What the hell is going on in this show? <laughs> the note after that is, Fooly Cooly, the dad said it. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline of the whole show. Fooly Cooly, the dad said it. And a lot of my notes throughout uh, this show was just like, huh? Like, I don't get yeah. it. Like, oh, and then I just abandoned <clears throat> just voicing my confusion because I realized this was going to be every episode, me just being like, what? So then I started <laughs> taking notes on uh, the happenings of the show. Right. So, uh, alien girl comes to... Earth. Uh, comes to Earth. Earth. And uh, has a mission, and it seems like she needs uh, some kind of like portal for her to like use weapons or some shit. And she uses Nauta's head yes. to do that. Um, and everyone seems to be in love with her to some extent because the father is like frequently trying to fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, where's the mom? I don't know. Fully coolie. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, and then there's that other dude who's part of some government organization that's, like, watching him. Eyebrows. Yeah. Eyebrows. And, uh, Commander and, like, Amaro of the Interstellar <laughs> Immigration Department, a.k.a. the Alien Police. <laughs> I think in, in a later episode, he was just like, oh, like, why is it him? Like, why can't it be me? Or some weird shit like that. He also mentions uh, the first time we see him, he's like, oh, tell her, hey, from an old hometown friend or something along those lines. And it's like, oh, so they've interacted before. He's seen, he's seen the shit. Mm -hmm. He knows what happens. And this ties into the greater plot of things. So, but yeah, go on, Dylan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so everyone kind of like loves her or kind of has this obsession with her. Uh, she's just like this weird manic pixie dream girl where everyone's just like i mean guys can't get enough of the pussy punching glove yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was shit. one of the screenshots i took the listeners know that i usually take screenshots of weird moments and I discuss them that was yeah. one of them the fact that she has one speaks a lot dude yeah yeah <laughs> she needs like, a pussy a, punching glove um, i'm in a bugs bunny cartoon <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so she has like this weird mission and she needs now to uh to, i guess yeah and now to like this kid who, I guess, it, yeah, you're right. It does seem to be some weird coming-of-age story because he's, he's like, growing up and he's also, like, not trying to admit that he has affection, like, that he feels affectionate towards her in any way. And he's always like, oh, get off me. He sounds like Rudolph from that old Rudolph Did you guys, movie. You guys watched the, uh, the dub, I'm assuming, yeah? Yes. Dude, okay, you kinda so had I to. tried to watch the sub yeah. and I was like, what is going on in this show? I honestly, and I was yeah. like, I couldn't. I can't watch the sub because I already have no idea. I watched half the first episode. I said, nope. Yeah. Dude, I, nope. Okay, <laughs> I totally I totally get where that's because there's so much happening and there's so much to keep track yeah. of and half of it doesn't make sense so it's like, oh, sensory <laughs> overload. It, but I had to watch the sub as usual. That's and crazy. I, and I today I watched the dub actually and I, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, oh, man, I wonder if this is going to spoil it for the guy. I mean, like, obviously, after, like, one or two episodes, you kind of get used to it. And you're like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Fooey Kuri. But um, I was kind of like, oh, man, maybe the guys aren't going to like this as much as I did. Just because in Japanese, it kind of has its own certain charm to it. And it feels less cornball just because of how crazy and over-the-top things get. And, like, they make stuff up that sounds funnier in Japanese because you know they're not saying real words but they're saying them in the context of Japanese but when they translate that context to English it's like 
it's it just gets really confusing and it feels forced almost at times and i was like oh man this i mean i get what's going on better in english but it's also probably less stylized and sort of um like it has less of a feel to it in english it just feels kind of cheap and shitty you know what's I don't weird? fully know what you're talking about because you're not <laughs> yeah. talking about anything yeah. concrete. Yeah, I know, I know. This is what I'm saying. This, it's a very abstract feeling that I'm trying to describe <laughs> it, here. But I felt like the sub was more charming, it, and it it gave the craziness a pass. I guess Whereas in so. English, it just seemed kind of dumb and corny. You said childish earlier. I get sure. why you would think it was childish. Right. Because hearing the dub, I was like, man, this is kind of meh. You know what's weird? As I'm thinking about this show, I'm starting to like like it more because I'm just like it's like when you see like a crazy person and you're just like, oh, that, that guy oh, is you nuts, old you know? scamp. Yeah. Next you time can... I see a crazy person walking down the street, I'm just gonna give him a sly look and say, "Fully coolie." Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, oh, we all been there. The next time you see um, a grown man piss himself on the subway. Oh, yeah. Cootie. <laughs> so, like, it's weird because this show is, is it feels very vignette-y. Like, there's just like yeah, these snapshots definitely. of this of this kid's life, and the it doesn't seem to really run together each episode. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's all like connected through this kid growing up, and then the weird obsession over this Haruko girl. Well, I mean, so, there's no like time skips throughout the show. Yeah. No, it's I all, know. Like, the same. I I just yeah. mean there's not like a a real like connecting plot to each episode that you'd be like no, oh that makes like, it n- yeah 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 it's very almost like uh it's pretty abstract like episodic yeah no, yeah because like, there's just like it totally is happening. it definitely felt like the people at gynax were just like hey this is the baseball episode this is the one about the girl who lights things on fire and, and now it's the yeah. fully climax here's how we end the series yeah. So, yeah actually the funny thing is in the preview before the last episode they're like are we going to be able to tie together the ending mr director and he's like uh that wouldn't be very fully coolly of us, would it? Or something like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, damn, you're right. This is going to be a shit show. But I'm down. It's almost like uh, the end of the year was coming and then they had money to spend. You know, in like businesses, like you have to spend like the rest of your money or uh, otherwise your, your parent company will give you less, a smaller budget next right. year. Right. So it was almost like, like we got a couple thousand dollars. Like let's make a series. Dude. Okay. Like we got to spend it. And it was like, all right, I got an idea. It's yeah. a little crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure like as haphazard as it seems. Right. I'm almost certain that all of this was very intentional and that the director actually did. I'm pretty sure I read in some random interview that i might have found after researching the show after we finished watching it um that the whole stylization of it how condensed it all was it was all completely intentional and it was just like also even the music which we'll get to later um he wanted to smash together all of these sort of aspects that hadn't really been seen together in anime up until that point and it was all it to me what i got from that was like oh it feels like an experiment and i liked it yeah yeah that part was really cool and all the the different animation styles and just like oh my god the amount of detail put into the animation of the show like the, it, the manga parts? it really makes you notice when there's no animation in some of the some of the scenes yeah. <laughs> you're like hey wait this doesn't feel right yeah yeah definitely <laughs> all right um, do you guys want to talk about like the plot yeah episode do you what oh, episode, episode one <laughs> <laughs> what happened in episode one we don't need to talk about what happened but like what are interesting things that like come to mind it was strange, like, everyone seemed to be obsessed with Naoto. Not everyone, but, like, the guitar girl. Sorry. Uh, Haruko. Haruko. Yeah. And, like, the girlfriend of his older brother who's playing baseball. Yeah. yeah. I'm so confused. Like, I was like, what is going on here? 
Honestly, Mamimi. Mamimi. Yeah, Mamimi. She's like, Takun, Takun, can you come sit with me? <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't like sour drinks. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Right, get off me. Oh, you're supposed to be with my brother. Like, I don't know. It was so weird. Dude, yeah. for me, there was like so much going on and not enough going on all at the same time that it made it compelling and I wanted to know what the fuck was happening. So I was like, I this is amazing and I want to know where this is going. This show is way better on a second viewing. I just oh, like totally. rewatched it again recently, like in the last two days. Yeah. And you just get to lay back, not worry about understanding anything. Right. But it's, you do understand it because you, you, you know the, care as much. the broad maybe strokes. That's why. Like, yeah. maybe now that I know, oh, I'm not going to get any answers. I can yeah. just enjoy the ride. Because like I lost. was watching... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching every episode and just thinking, like, what does it all mean? And I was taking notes on the plot because, like, oh, this will continue and it yeah. might help me analyze. And I think I just... Maybe I need to enjoy the ride more. Oh, wait, so, yeah, totally. But also, uh, I just realized we never really sort of vetted Dylan's, um, like, thoughts on the plot. Oh, I didn't so, even kind sure. of finish that. Yeah, so I was just going right. to say, like, so he seems special because um, at one point, uh, Haruko, like, tries to use the dad as, like, his portal or someone and kills the dad. And then the dad's alive again or some weird shit like that. She makes right. a robot. Yeah. Uh, but it's But she says, like, oh, I can only use your head. So... Like, at first, they make it seem like he's using, or she's using him, but then, like, it seems like there's some genuine relationship. I think in the last episode, Naota actually kind of finally admits that he cares about her, because he's like, don't leave me again, and then he, like, hugs her. Yeah, yeah. But then she does leave. But, I mean... And she's, she, like, actually evil. Yeah, well, sort of, and yeah. she's well, trying to get the pirate king, I that's her lover, but also the guy she wants to steal the power from. So, yeah, the whole, this whole show revolves, I guess, around Haruko coming to Earth, Chasing after uh, what's the that com king. that company called? No, Medical Mechanica, who have the Pirate King Adamisk captive. Is I think his other name. Yeah, Adamisk. The Pirate At King. Yeah. yeah, the the giant Phoenix Birdman. And she can sense him through the links on her like wrist. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure in like an earlier. Yeah. The yeah, Sean just did a. Thanks, I just jangled thanks for my explaining wrist. that one. Yeah. <laughs> your um, wrist is here. <laughs> you looked a little lost. I wanted to like, show you what was fill you in, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently in, in an earlier iteration, that was actually supposed to like play some kind of significant role where it's like, if they were to explain some of the backstory, it's like Haruko and um, that like they might have been attached at the wrist at some point or like right. it might have been some kind of cufflink or something well and they're in prison together or something like that i don't know um yeah but yeah she's here looking for that guy and then medical mechanica doesn't want her to uh get him because he's a source of power for them that they're using to sort of uh squash planets throughout the uh the galaxy it seems like right um and then yeah there's the no channels which are magic warp portals that pull things from light years away and one of them is in the main character's head yeah yeah he that, puts one in his head by like hitting yeah, him with the guitar, with the guitar. and then his brain is just like gone it's empty, yeah. like an empty yeah. space yeah <laughs> yeah um and then i guess all the craziness that ensues is just um yeah based around that and haruko seems evil because she doesn't care about earth because she's not from here she's just after adamosk um and she doesn't care if Earth gets fucked up in the process of her getting to him. And yeah, like we mentioned earlier, I'm not really sure if she's in love with him or she just wants it's his both. powers or both. I yeah, think it's both. Because in that 
in probably my favorite episode, episode five, I believe it was, that's Brittle Bullet, when Adamos comes out in Canty, and it's, it's the one with all the guns, you know? Yes. At the very end of the episode, she's standing on uh, our boy, Naota, and Canty's uh, standing on him too, and she's like all hard eyes, and like, oh my god, it's you, Adamos! And it's just because, like, the power is flowing through Canty or whatever. Who's Adamisk, though? The robot? The, no, the pirate king whose energy is being channeled through the robot. Oh, okay. Is, the, is episode five, like, where he uses the guitar and hits away that big blast? No, that's before that. That's okay. the baseball episode. Episode okay. four. Okay, go on. Sorry. But yeah, no. Um, that seems to be it. And all the craziness that ensues is just Haruko trying to get at the pirate king. And then medical mechanica sending these giant hand robots after her to stop her from doing that and they send them through the boy's head yeah because what? yeah i mean there are some uh, things that okay, are like, whatever this is like <laughs> i actually don't even care how it, it makes it sense. Doesn't it doesn't really matter, matter. Yeah. it doesn't really matter i feel like the important parts of this show aren't in the uh, fine details of the plot. Right. I So I feel like we've covered everything that happens in the first episode because it's just set up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it is just set up. The second episode I really like because it's about the flirty girl. I call her flirty girl. Mamimi. Yeah, Mamimi. Takun. <laughs> God. Can we put out like a, like a soundbite of her saying it too just so we can see how close I was there? Sure, yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> that's funny uh, um yeah no she's like a really interesting character she's yeah, 17 whereas like the main character kid is 12 mm-hmm. she i guess feels like she's been left behind because her boyfriend it's up in the air whether or not they were even dating she just oh, had oh, a huge crush on him. they probably were but like come on she's a loser dylan he has yeah. an american girlfriend now yeah get it straight dude so she's a, <laughs> she's a loser she gets bullied her parents like i think aren't together or something and um she has no money she's poor yeah she, she eats like, stale bread yeah stale she's spicy like, bread her life totally sucks and she like Plays tries video to games. hit on a 12 year old to like make it better because he's related to her ex-boyfriend yeah i feel yes. like brendan's my hype man right now whenever i say <laughs> a sentence he like says <laughs> something right after <laughs> get him like <laughs> sean Khan. there's like a weird point where she has a seance with cigarettes around her that's in this episode this yeah, yeah. Episode. no i know that's what guys I'm it's about. amazing she has the cigarettes all lined around her and on her head is a headband <laughs> and two like of those long barbecue lighters <laughs> yeah. just hanging out like horns at the top of her headband yeah. it looks amazing i only noticed it my second time watching yeah so she becomes an arsonist because uh of how sort of um disenfranchised she's feeling more or less by the world yeah so it's they they hint at the fact that she burnt down their last school or the last high school and yeah her brother or not her brother uh now does brother saved her from that fire that she almost uh, accidentally killed herself in and so they almost probably were never dating he just saved her and she loved him yeah and and she's like oh my god senpai yeah he's like i'm gonna go fucking play baseball bye (laughs) yeah the dream the dream (laughs) no i hate baseball i feel like they set apart uh mamimi's look from every other anime girl character because her lips are so like pouting yeah yeah and she's pouting all the time yeah Yeah. and Um, there's like this show will always show you either explicit or subtle panty shots. Right, yeah. Like, you're yeah. always just seeing up this girl's skirt for some reason. Yeah. It is It is a little bit extreme. Sometimes um, it's, like, jokey, like, ha, look at this. And sometimes it's just like, hey, we, we, look at this. we know you want to see this. Like, fucking look at it right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's both. The beginning of the episode is about that. And then 
then there's like a big robot at the end and then they start fighting it. Mm-hmm. What, I, what was what was happening there? Dylan, I think all you need to know is that every episode a new robot shows up and they need to kill it. Yeah. That's essentially it. It's yeah. like a freak of the week. Where are these thing. robots coming from? Inside like, of uh, his, kid's head. His but head. why? Sorry, I know that, but because why? Because Medical Mechanica wants to stop Haruko from getting at their powerful pirate man. So they're like, yo, fucking eat machine hand bitch and they send so a machine keep, hand after her they just keep sending but how come they can both access notes i don't head? know man it's like, still so, portal that's to why i'm so confused world, okay wait <laughs> so naoto is there vespa girl shows up opens a portal in his mind so she can get her robot there right that's what she wants is her robot conti, man, right lord conti conti's yeah. not even hers dude but what? why would she open up the portal if so she's she not can trying pull to get weapons out man i thought that that was she's her boy pull i thought the robot was her boy too yeah while she made because he fuses boy. with the robot at well, different okay, times. Okay, get too, this. Right? The very first thing that happens when the robot comes out of his head, a giant hand comes out, and right? They start so fighting, evil, right? And yeah. this robot. But the robot is already fighting the hand. Why does they need to turn it to their side? But, okay, so, but there, yeah. there's one time, well, we literally see her smack it with the with the base and then it turns blue yeah that's a nice sound i love it i do like that um and then he turns blue and then he starts making bread and being their personal assistant um okay i feel like we have to be done here we can't talk about this This is nonsensical we can't keep going yeah we can't make sense of this no yeah we'll just move on to the next thing I think episode three was something wait, wait, I really no, no, liked. I don't want to move on oh, to episode sorry. three just yet. Because in episode two, a great thing is said by the grandfather, I think. Yeah, he says it, the the robot Canty is their servant now. And he comes back from like the convenience store or something. And the grandpa says something like, where's my Anna Nicole centerfold? Right, because he gets the wrong Hustler magazine. <laughs> yeah. So this show, or at least the dub, does like a good job at localizing. Because they don't just translate. They localize. Yeah. Which yeah. is like the process of... Like taking a Japanese show and looking at what America likes or at least knows about and, and trying to find like accurate yeah. references to those things. So Anna Nicole, cool. At the Whatever. end of that show, I think there's, or there's a moment, I guess after the fight and Nauta is like narrating and he says like, I think he, I can't remember the exact what was happening, but then he says like, I decided to stay by Mamimi forever. Yeah, I think because he saves her or something. Right, no, because I'm pretty sure he so, sees her perspective and just how kind of yeah. pathetic she can be. So I guess yeah. that, that that was like an important point. I just want to bring that up because it actually I could understand that point to some degree. I was like, okay, right. so he's come to appreciate her a little more or like something. I like her character even though she's a really, she's like kind of annoying. But my favorite character is the one that the next episode is about. Ninomari. Yes. Nina, yeah, I like. I think yeah. episode yeah, three she's... was my favorite episode because I understood more most of what was going on. Right. Yeah. And I liked her because you get that like her parents are splitting up. There's some controversy. Her dad's the mayor and is sleeping with the secretary. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still told in a really sort of funny, happy-go-lucky way, even though it is kind of serious. Well, yeah. I mean, like the themes that they're getting at are relatively serious. There's a lot of and like it... parental, like parent to child tension. Right. Oh, uh, what's the character's name again? Nanamori. Nina yeah. Mori. Nina Mori? Yeah. Nina Mori, yeah. So she is like the perfect encapsulation of the show to me. Oh, yeah. You want to know why? Elaborate. Because she like, she encapsulates, to use that word again. Nice. Uh, like the theme of the show, which is like the coming of age story. So she wears these glasses that don't have lenses in them because uh. she wants to look older <laughs> and like grow up. 
Yeah. What's her face? Uh, other flirty girl smokes cigarettes Maybe. that say never, never knows, knows best, best on them because she wants to seem older by smoking. Yeah, that's true. Main character, dude. I don't know anybody's mm. name in the show. Nauta. <laughs> Sorry, Nauta. guys. Nauta. Nauta. He does. He, he starts to try to drink these like sour bitter soda. drinks, yeah, sour yeah. sodas, yeah. because he wants to seem older when really all he ever wants is the sweet drinks, yeah, dude. Keep drinking the sweet, sweet Oh, man. I drinks. love that whole, that whole aspect of the show. It's yeah. fantastic. So... Glasses girl. And so. she's like the lead in the play too, yeah. and she like bribed people rigs it. Yeah, yeah, rigs yeah. to it. make yeah, Naoto the cat the cat. Yeah. The puss in boots. And she's like, You better show up to rehearsal and then he doesn't. Oh yeah, wait. To about, hang out with Mummy Me. About cats, the the second episode ends with uh Somebody saying, I guess in the preview, saying anime directors like cats because they don't have to take care of them. <laughs> and then the next episode, which is episode three, starts with the teacher giving a lesson about cats. It's like clearly they just want to throw cats in the show as much as right. possible because they um, all have them at home. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I was going to mention this before we decided to stop talking about the the mechanics of the plot and what is actually going on. Right. But um, Haruko's using their fattest cat as like a beacon to communicate with someone. Right. Oh, the fattest, right. Cat, and the fattest like, cat has like actual balls, right? Yeah, like, yeah we see it. Yeah. <laughs> in the episode where um the uh there's the, the, the robot, the baseball episode. Yeah. We and they're they're like, Oh, who's the cat and who's the mouse? And they're having this crazy surreal uh sort of section. We literally see the cat's big fucking swinging balls while their head their decapitated heads just for like roll around the place. It's like what mm-hmm. the fuck? Man. So, so there's I love episode three. Yeah, because obviously really it's good. about my favorite character that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> Nina Mori. <laughs> Nina, Nina Mori? Nina, I think it's Nina. Okay, well. Whatever. Whatever. We're Anyways. closer than Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so, so she's great. She's voiced by, uh, and I noticed this immediately in the first episode, she's voiced by the same person that voices Rika from Digimon Season 3, and that's why they sound exactly the same. There you go. The heartless uh, female character that the- I love. <laughs> Literally, Rika and Digimon has like a broken heart on her T-shirt. She's oh, heartless. Oh yeah, that's and weird. that voice actress also voices Edward in in Cowboy Bebop. Edward. Oh, Edward. cool. Yeah, yeah. Edward. Nice. Radical Edward. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I love that voice actress. And on top of that, there's two great parts of this episode that I love that I just want to get off my chest. There's the one where uh, main character boy and uh, glasses girl are talking, they're talking, yellow Vespa comes towards them, hits them, <laughs> and their heads smash together as if they're about to, wait, they're about to kiss in like slow motion, camera spins around like, like Matrix style. Yeah. Like it did the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> but then their heads smash together instead yeah. of kissing. That's and on good. top of that, the Vespa flings past them and it perfectly lands straight up with the kickstand up. Oh yeah. They were, right. were they about to kiss them? No, no, no. The they fling just sort of... almost made them kiss and so it made you think that they were about to kiss oh. me there. But then their head smashed. But together. they do kiss earlier in the episode because she's like on top of him or something, and then like something comes out of the back of his head and it pushes his head towards. You're thinking Wait. about the gun episode. That's in a later episode of and the And he's character. kissing Haruko. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? In yeah. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Sorry. Uh, the the Whoops. the hammer, the gun hammer pops out of his head. Right. And they make it. But oh, but when the uh, thing crashes, they do actually kiss, but they also smash their heads, right? I'm pretty sure. I think that actually that's the note that no, I have. I said they kiss kinda. They I don't <laughs> think they kiss. Okay. It's they're like about to, but then their head smash. Anyways, another big part that I love with this episode is near the end, when the thing I guess grows out of her head. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. giant monster, dude. This and is like a, she's like fighting with her legs, yeah. and her underwear comes off <laughs> yeah. onto the robot, off of, uh, onto Canty, and Canty's just like struggling to like, get oh. back onto her legs. Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny, just like how it's animated. He's trying to like push her underwear that back on. Entire action sequence, every action sequence in this fucking series is amazingly animated. It's beautiful, dude. Yeah, it makes me want to cry. It's this so episode good. shows like her journey, doing what the other characters in the show aren't really able to do until the end of the series right which is grow up a little bit yeah like yeah. by the end of the episode she has like a haircut she feels yeah, like she's, she's leading the play and she doesn't give a fuck anymore right dude. and even in a later episode i think episode five or six uh her and her group of friends are all talking about the main character and they're like what's wrong with him and she's like he just doesn't know how to express his feelings i did it to my parents and i cried right yeah. and now i'm like this <laughs> and now i'm better yeah it's yeah like, exactly yeah you just gotta do it she's somehow <laughs> the most adult character in the entire show Right. Not even the main character's dad. who's like, oh, fully goody. Fully goody? Yeah. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing these perverted things. Yeah. So that's my two cents on episode three. Yeah, definitely a great episode. Also, yeah. there's like this weird underlying plot about curry being too spicy, like throughout it. Oh, they're the like whole eating series? curry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. No, in that thing. That right? right, right. Anyway, I just like that. Then I think he's I, just saying he's like not admitting that it's too spicy for him. He's right. like, I can handle it. I, th I think that's another thing, like the bitter drink. Like, old people yeah, handle spicy food, yeah. right. and he doesn't want to let on that he's still young. He wants to grow up. He wants to be a big boy. Yeah. All right, episode four, baseball. Baseball. Yes. Um, it's really funny that all of the supernatural space characters are just, like, naturally gifted um, at the sport. Like, Haruko's just wrecking um, the grandfather's team right away. Right. Well, it's obvious science, Brennan. It's like Superman. He comes to Earth and his like <laughs> genes are all like amped up because of the sunlight, because of the density of the planet. Because density and science. It's science, dude. dude. It's science. <laughs> yeah, not magic. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's pretty good. The first thing I liked about this episode is uh, when the main dude's dad is massaging Haruko with his chin. Oh yep. my god! And the kid just walks in. And he's like, "What, is what are you doing to her?" <laughs> he has a kid. You know, I didn't. I mean, like, first of all, this is one of those episodes where it's like the the premise that throws you was like too crazy for me to follow, and I really I had to watch it like five times to be like, what? "Did like, you watch a, it five times?" No, not five times. Maybe like two or three times. <laughs> but you know, um, man, always trying to call me on shit. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> Throw me a bone. Anyways. Yeah, um, dude. He's your hype man. Exactly. This is how you treat him? I'm sorry. I'm trying to... Our, our dynamic works in opposite ways. Yeah. I love Sean and he hates me. <laughs> trying to ground you. Anyways. Um, and I'm just okay with both of you. So he has a... Yeah. Dylan, no. Dylan doesn't care much for either of us. Uh, he's got a plug coming out of his ass. And I was like, why is this happening? I thought oh, you were talking like, about me. No, not Dylan yet. doesn't care for us. He's, he's got a plug. He's a robot. Um, no, if you notice when he's giving Haruko that chin massage, uh, he's got a cable coming out of his ass. I did not notice and that. And she's saying all this shit about, ooh, electric massage is a good idea or some shit. And I was like, uh, I guess this is just part of the quirky shtick. Like, this isn't an actual thing. And then later on, realizing what was going on, I was like, oh, okay. So it's like uh, an NO channel that she made in the form of his dad that's actually a robot and it's electric and that's why. And that's also why every time they're making out or doing something sexy, it's like, He's got this dead expression on his face. And the whole time I was like, um, well, his dad was so excited and so crazy and so passionate and off the wall about um, his son having some kind of relationship with this girl that wouldn't he have a similar 
um, like facial reaction at least when he gets a shot. And so the real dad is dead inside of a closet. He's right now, dehydrated right? as shit, covered in cockroaches. Right. Yeah, and you get all this weird, weird imagery of like the headless dad. Yeah. And like the cat's asshole and balls. Right. Uh. And like <laughs> different heads dropping. Like I'm pretty sure when Haruko offers Naota to like coach him. She's like, holding he, his head. Yeah, like his head drops. Or like, yeah, he's holding. I don't know whose head's in her hands. Is it the dad it, or is it Naota's? It's Naota's and the dad's head drops. Drops, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, I was like, oh man, this is too surreal. I'm just going to wait until this is over and figure it all out. And this episode is when we meet the eyebrow man. Yes. Yeah. He um, shows up, right? He yeah. shows up and talks to Nauta. Right? Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just like, be careful like, about, about older women. Like, <laughs> he comes to his shop. Like, don't yeah. tell anyone else about this. By the way, can I have a receipt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that about? <laughs> he's buying spicy bread. <laughs> and he's trying to be deep, but he's really just buying spicy bread. So in my notes, I have no idea what I was referencing here, mm. but it says, man, the music is great. So I guess <laughs> the music is really good. I, really, I also wrote that. I wrote the soundtrack is good. Can we nice. talk about that in detail for a bit? Yeah, the band of the Pillows. The Pillows. Writes the music for this. Yeah, they did the entire soundtrack. And the um, ending theme, obviously. Yeah, and like, man, oh, oh yeah, along with Shinkichi Mitsumune. The pillows and that dude. <laughs> they, yes. They're in charge of all the music. So, but. like, my notes throughout uh, the show, uh, it's a lot of, like, frustration and me being like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and then just, like, taking points on the show or whatever. Mm -hmm. But al in almost every episode, I wound up writing, like, man, the music in this show is sick. Yeah. Like, every yeah, episode, man. I was writing, like, good soundtrack. This song is great. Uh, in the last episode, I said a song that reminds me of Smashing Pumpkins 1979 comes in. Dude. Right. And I was so, just like, man, this is great. So, like, that was my guys, favorite part of the show. Yeah. Soundtrack. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I can I can honestly say that. this is my favorite anime soundtrack, bar none. Even even beyond uh, Cowboy Bebop. And I love oh. all the crazy jazz in that. I'm not a jazz guy, but I learned to, like, like jazz and sort of, I've been listening to jazz since we watched Cowboy Bebop because I learned to appreciate right. it. But if there's anything that's true, you guys know I love riffs. I love me a good riff, dude. And uh, this show brought the fucking riffs. This show does have great music. I think my top is probably still Durarara. Oh, yeah. Good, which is good another stuff. anime that has a weird name that doesn't make any sense. It's just a sound. Yeah. Durarara, I mean. Dara. Dara, Dara. But yeah, I've, I've been listening to the soundtrack to Fooly Cooly for the last couple weeks. And like, man... It just makes all of those crazy action moments, like it just punctuates it and gives everything just such a such a energetic feel. It's just right. so appropriate. You know, I'm so glad that uh, they didn't go for something a bit more typical, like some crazy like orchestral score or something, make things feel serious. Right. Like this sort of lended itself to the whole carefree sort of like wildness of it. And I loved it so much, man. So good. Pillows all the way. Yeah, nothing I can say. <laughs> Uh, to add to that, it's yeah. just, it's, it's great. Also, it's the awesome. guitars in the show are fucking actual guitars. Like Haruko yeah. plays a Reckenbacher bass, right? Uh, which you may recognize, Sean, from Scott Pilgrim, because it is the same bass that Scott plays. Except hey, Scotty it's, P. Except it's uh, it's blue here, not red. Mm -hmm. um, it's yeah. a very very expensive bass, very good bass. Oh, uh, and I appreciated that attention to detail. Yeah, in stuff. episode five. Uh, Adamus's guitar is a Gibson EB0 from yeah, 1961. Yeah. That's yeah. I was yeah. like, that is so cool. I thought that was really cool too. And then the flying V that belongs to Naota. It's 
pretty good, man. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So going back to episode four, uh, that's when the meteor is coming down. Yeah, or it's like baseball. a giant baseball. And now it's time he's like hit it out of the sky <laughs> I, with his guitar. I love that the hand in this episode was the glove that was throwing it. It's like, it's a baseball glove. There's a hand in this episode? Yeah. I Like, I didn't notice the first time through. The satellite that's coming down turns uh-huh. into like what looks like a baseball glove. And then chucks the uh, the actual oh. meteorite <laughs> thing at the earth. Oh shit, I didn't know this. I was Man. like, where's the hand? There's always a hand. This show has so much of like, yeah, fuck it, let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, well, like, when, when the PA system tells the whole town to evacuate because there's a meteor coming, yeah. it says, uh, please evacuate, there's no time for Fooly Cooly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, so, whatever that means. What is Fooly Cooly? I think mean? it's fooling around. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it must mean fooling around because My, then yeah. it can have multiple like connotations then, like, mm-hmm. depending on what But it sometimes they say, like, is there time for Fooly? Or coolie. It's like, <laughs> what is the difference between those two it's things? It's just nonsense. Yeah. Um, my, maybe maybe my, it's like this and that, you know? This and a little that. bit of Coolie this. Coolie. A little bit yeah. of that. Come see, come sat, you know? Right. Tit for tat. My, yeah. my initial note on this, when I was like, what is Fooly Cooley? I, I was just like, yeah, a hanky panky. Probably the same deal. Ooh, or it's like, could right. be used as like an innuendo or like maybe it just doesn't mean anything. It's just mouth noises. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably don't have time for sex if you have to evacuate the town so you, it could just it's be like that. yeah dude stop fucking pull out if get any the of fuck you guys are fully cooling pull, right pull, now you need to stop pull out of the city dude <laughs> pull out and then pull out i like it oh man um that sounds like it'd be a rap line i <laughs> it probably is let's yeah be honest. i also like how i'm i'm not sure if it was episode five or six but it was like close to the end where uh, Naota literally does break the fourth wall. It was in the second manga sequence where they're like... That's like, the last episode of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, what is fully Cooley? I don't fucking know. Or like, yeah. you know? Right. It's like, okay, confirmed. It means nothing. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, but they do that several times. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. we don't know and we're not going to tell you what this is. Right, yeah. <laughs> it, well, they break the fourth wall in the very beginning of the show in like the first five minutes. Yeah. Right after they do that 360 <laughs> Matrix sequence. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, that must have been so hard to like animate. Yeah. <laughs> and, th- and that also has the part that I was talking about uh, where he's, they say like, oh, man, that must have been hard to, to do when the person is pretending to be unconscious. Like, yeah, I had to hold my breath or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's really funny. Or like when they do the second manga sequence, they're like, we got complaints about doing that the yeah, first time. Yeah. Nobody liked it. Yeah, they say, let's just stay with anime. It, yeah, it'll be hard to... It, it's hard they, to be in manga form. It takes yeah. work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. They mentioned, like, the budget or something. That's what I wrote down. I don't think they legit mentioned the budget. But they're, like, some fourth wall behind-the-scenes shit that we don't need to know about. Yeah. That sequence is actually amazing because it's, like, a 3D, like, comic. There's, like, parallax scrolling going oh, yeah, on. Yeah. It's pretty it's wild, awesome. man. So, yeah, honestly, it. They, it probably did cost a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. It was so cool. They're just cool. being honest. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I want to mention about episode four, yeah. the baseball episode, is that at the end, I forget what's happening, but the eyebrow man has like a control room with like all his people working right, for him. Right, that's his base. And they all just start, their noses no. start bleeding like profuse, profusely. <laughs> for no reason. And they're not blocking the bleeding at all. They're, I mean, they start to plug their nose, but you don't see them He has tissues in his nose, I think. Yeah. It's just um, pretty funny. I also, I feel like that's their almost Evangelion moment when they're just like yelling science blabber, like... Uh, like i don't even know what they're they're just saying things that sound scientific and when they're talking about the satellite coming into earth's orbit and they're all just at a control station like oh my god it's gonna hit it's like almost akin to the plug your ears for a second no no (laughs) just don't don't, just don't say it okay but you know what i'm talking about (laughs) no comes from the sky 
Shut up. Uh, we're talking about Evangelion shit. Spoilers. It doesn't matter. I get the point, I think. I don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fucking whatever, man. Okay, anyways. So that the eyebrow man's lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Kitsurubami. The her, bra- the brown so you remember one. that name, but not every, I, the main character? I'm reading my notes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, but her name literally translates to brown. So her oh. name is Lieutenant Brown, the color of her skin. Yeah. Respect. I didn't know that. Respect. Brown. She's, Lieutenant she's, a, Brown. she's a sniper, dude. She's, your skin is brown, and that's what you're called from this day forward, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Brown. Yeah. Oh, you're listening man. to the Shonen Kitsu... What? What is it? Uh, we just rename Bami or something? We just rename our podcast. Yeah, it's, time to, it's time to rebrand, guys. We're all brown. We have a new name. Would it be roughly on episode five now? Uh, this is I the one so. with the, the punching bag oh, out of her vagina. One more thing about episode this four. Is his Riddle eyebrows bullet. are fake. We find out that his eyebrows yeah, are fake. Yeah, yeah. They're right. just two big pieces of seaweed. Yeah. Right. Anyway, episode five. Um, <laughs> are they seaweed? Does he say that? I mean, they, they look, look like, like seaweed. seaweed. Right. Yeah, whoa. Right. Cool. Shit. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I guess that's our unison quota for this episode. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you and I always do that. I know. We're just Sean's on. not always in on it. It's weird. Not on the same wavelength. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I so, hate you now. <laughs> episode five is the... Brittle bullet. The run and gun episode. I fucking love Bullets it, Bullets everywhere. Nazis. So good. Yeah, the armband. That's a little much, but also I was like, now you know... Nauta's dad is dressed like a Nazi. I think it... Yeah, what the fuck? That was a little wild, but I feel like it's it's something that's just like over the heads of... The people who made it, they weren't like, oh my god. Also, this hap- this they made this in 2002, where it's like... One. That doesn't excuse one. 2000, 2001. Yeah. They had right. no idea. I mean, I feel like... They, <laughs> they didn't know what Hitler was back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody no, was woke. N- no one was woke. Uh, no, I feel like they probably didn't offend their audience at the time with that. And uh, I don't think they were trying to make any kind of statement with it. It's just like crazy look at this yeah. part of our history uh sorry <laughs> yeah like i didn't think anything of it other than oh that's another weird thing yeah, yeah. that the show does that's true I yeah. it's like... another moment of just very little consideration just kind of being like yeah whatever let's just see what happens nah yeah, guys so guys in. no it's time for a think piece fully yeah. coolly secretly racist i mean there is a south park <laughs> bit in this episode <laughs> yeah where eyebrow man is animated yeah, like a south that park was character. fantastic that came so out of left field and i was and it's only there for like it, three man. seconds. Yeah. yeah. It had no purpose other than just being like, look at this shit. Also in this episode, uh, Vespa girl, sorry, what is her name? Haruko. Haruko talks about American mans, at least in the dub, say, mentioning like red hot chili peppers. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Rage actually, Against the Machine. That's so <laughs> crazy. That cool, and she man. dresses like Elvis for like a second. She's got a pink pompadour. She's doing a helicopter with a Rickenbacker. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, um, I actually, I actually enjoyed that sequence in both japanese and, and english this is the episode where she kisses k- kisses kisses naoto naota yeah um, uh, actually what's her name? haruko yeah yes. although takun tries to kiss uh mamimi he tries to date it. he tries to date mamimi dude, this episode cause, but then she's not into it she looks yeah, yeah something maybe she's growing up something dude. i found fascinating about this whole episode is we get to see the three main sort of i guess you could call them love interests for the in in this context at least um, and sort of where they sit and how Naota feels about all of them and him wanting all of them in different ways but realizing that he can't have all of them. And it's that typical childish thing where it's like, 
as a kid, you want everything. You want to have your kid, your cake. You want to have your kid and eat it too. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that like a spider? <laughs> <laughs> no, you want to have your cake and eat it too. And that that was like an interesting thing that they touched on in this episode. Um, also, a funny thing I just got to mention before I forget it. Uh, part of that whole um, Haruko pink pompadour sequence. Um, there was a part where. Uh, Naoto looks at the camera and he goes, this is hard to follow. And I was like, man, holy shit, if that isn't true. <laughs> he does often say what we're thinking. Yeah. Like walking is... in on his dad, uh, massaging her with his chin. And he's like, what are you doing to her? <laughs> yeah. That's all I wanted to know. Yeah. Is what was going and on. I, I honestly appreciate the self-awareness of it all. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, anyways, back to the themes of this whole episode. Um, yeah, that was oh, really yeah, cool. That, like, love triangle. But he almost doesn't want to admit that he likes Haruko because when Mamimi asks Takun if he likes her, he's like determined to not like her, so then he tries to like kiss her or whatever, date her, and then she's not into it. Right. So yeah. it's like really strange. It's because, I guess, this goes to the theme of the show, them both being childish. Like, he doesn't have the balls to admit what he feels, which yeah, is like definitely. what his character yeah. is about. Yeah, but I think because of that, it almost seems like he's more into Haruko than he is Mamimi. That's what I was getting right. from that moment because right. like he was... So trying to just push off that the fact that he likes her that he tries to get with Mimi. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're that's that's probably it. And like you could tell, he's forcing it. Yeah, and, but then uh, at the end of the episode, it seems like he doesn't even really care anymore because she calls him Takun. Is that what she says? No, right. she calls him her brother's yeah, name. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Which is maybe Takun during. Yeah, that's how she refers to during the, brother, the robot sure. fight. Yeah, and he says like, he gets "Never so call me that. Off. Never he's call like, me that again." Yeah, it's and it's so strange because you see this like crazy like duality where in one in the first episode when he sees haruko slam kanti with uh, her base he's like oh my god or like in japanese he's like sugoi or like something i think in english he just goes whoa like really quick i didn't even like notice it in english but um that was like a pretty like important moment for me i was like oh like he admires his brother so much that when he sees like a little bit of him and someone else, like someone making a, a cool big swing with a bat-like object. He can't help but feel admiration for that person, whoever that person is. Um, right. And th- that's serious. It's like, oh, okay, so like Takun worships his brother. But then in this instance, we almost see the exact opposite where he's trying to like completely distinguish himself. And he's like, no, I'm my own person. Don't call out for my brother. I'm the one here rescuing you. And I was like, whoa, like, maybe we're seeing this character, like, mature a bit in this episode. And I really like that. Yeah, I liked that moment, too. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was into it. And that whole fight was really cool. And I, I think <laughs> the reason that Mamimi, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. The reason why she doesn't accept Naota's, like, kiss is mm-hmm. because she thinks that he's in love with the Vespa girl. Yeah, Which, like, I think he is. Yeah, I don't exactly. think he's into Mimimi. He was just doing that to come. Right, and she can Definitely. like sense that. And she's like, no, no, fuck, fuck this, fuck you. <laughs> this isn't happening. Right. Because <laughs> then it's in, it, I think it's in the next episode that he finally admits, like, because that's when he hugs her, right? And he's yeah, like, never the, leave me. The FL climax. Mm-hmm. Fully climaxed. Which, yeah, leads us oh, to Oh, yeah, hints at FLCL or... meaning fully climaxed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fully climaxed. <Whoa. laughs> Yeah, they hinted at that in episode oh my five. God, yeah, no. it's just a, it's a <laughs> funny phrase, dude. I am fully climaxed so, right now. <laughs> episode six. Episode six. Any big points to talk about? 
Uh, I like that it starts where Naota leaves his class and then the classmates are like, oh, he's going to get some. (laughs) I like that they brought the classmates back. I think he's leaving for Fully Cooley. I I actually like that little band of classmates, uh, or like the two guys aside from, what's her name? Your favorite character? Uh, Dylan? Uh, my <laughs> so favorite character man. too, uh, Nina Mari. Nina Mari, yeah, yeah. The two guys, the one guy who's like, oh my god, he's doing perverted things! Perverted! He's a pervert! <laughs> oh yeah, one thing I forgot to mention is I have a screen cap of this. The one time I ever have a screen cap. Oh shit. In the fifth episode when they're doing that gun shoot fight yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, the pellet gun fight. Yeah, there's a time where uh, Haruko is hugging um, Naota and his friends are all there and his friend's head just turns into a penis. Oh his yeah! Friend, his friend is always saying like smooch, smooch, smooch. There's actually a time in the second yeah. episode where he's just like smooch at a very yeah. awkward time. It's very funny. But look, his head just turns it into just a penis. Turns into oh a big as he's saying smooch. He's yeah. like smooch. Dude, it's pretty wild. Veins and everything. And uh, sorry, is her name Naota? The, the main. character? Oh wait, no, character? that's the main character. Yeah. I was thinking of um, Nina the, Mori. Nina Mori. Uh, she's like sucking on the popsicle. On the popsicle. I noticed that, that too, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to make anything of it. Yeah. I was like, she's just a child eating some frozen goods. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that's interesting. But yeah, definitely a lot of symbolism and a lot of uh, phallic imagery, if right. anything. But yeah, are, what were we talking about last episode? Or yeah, still I think now we're into five? episode yeah. six. Oh yeah. yeah, so episode six starts off with the teacher trying to teach the students how to use chopsticks, right. which yeah. I thought was funny because they're like sporks are way better than this. Dude, they are. I'm so bad with chopsticks. It's funny. It's embarrassing because it's funny <laughs> that the students were saying that because I, I've I have a friend who. Uh, born and raised in in hong kong Uh but like when we've gone out for chinese food he even uses a fork because he's like why would i use two sticks it's not efficient (laughs) this is like funny this is a design issue yeah fundamental design issue do they actually learn how to use them in school that seems like so odd (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny oh man and so apparently when we get into this episode uh vespa girl and the robot have vanished like kenti yeah they kind of dip for a bit oh yeah this is the episode where um yeah, we see now to actually feeling some kind of like longing for them and not wanting them to leave as like uh, stubborn and reluctant as he seems throughout the whole series. He's like, oh, fuck, I actually love them. Finally shows that he cares about something they, and is willing to voice it. Yeah, and they go on a little bit of a, a homeless adventure together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they <laughs> just sleep together on a bench. Under cardboard and uh, they don't, he doesn't go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. he cries and admits to to her. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty like sweet and endearing. It's like, oh, man, I guess like, I didn't. I really didn't get it at first, but I kind of get it now. Like because he he says this while he's crying in right. like a voiceover, saying that uh, Vespa Girl reminds him of the fact that there's a world out there, dude. Especially because the white fog is everywhere now, and he doesn't get to see outside of his own city. Mm-hmm. So he's like, she reminds him that w- other worlds and other cities obviously exist outside of his his small city yeah like okay so that's that's probably my biggest point that i took on this episode Mm -hmm. and i guess it says something it being like the end of the series um so like that whole monologue was so profound um just because like that whole idea of when you're young feeling trapped in your hometown and the whole notion that pop punk kid dude yeah (laughs) Yeah. man like really like (laughs) go on um he mentions it at the beginning of the series and it comes full circle almost where he's like, nothing interesting ever happens here. Even though all this crazy off the wall shit is happening, you know, like at the end of the day, it all resets back to normal. They, they graduate, they're going into middle school next year. 
and it's just kind of back to normal and it's like it's just crazy because that mentality is like um i i related to it i was like man because if you're like i grew up in the suburbs and like you guys as well so i'm sure a lot of people can relate to that feeling of just sort of living in this place where nothing is too exciting and everything is kind of middling and lukewarm and that feeling of sort of being stuck forever and being like when is this gonna end and like the the whole analogy of like the white fog obscuring the outside world making their whole town like a bubble and haruko being like the symbol of there being crazy adventures out there i thought that was so amazing uh, i just love that whole monologue mm -hmm. it was fantastic because yeah his brothers like ascended and left them all yeah he went to yeah. america dude mm -hmm. to play baseball american girlfriend yeah he's living the dream so yeah other like random shit that happens in this episode eyebrow man gives eyebrows to, <laughs> yeah. to Naota. yeah Oh, uh, Naota's dad starts talking to his teacher at a parent-teacher meeting in their house, yeah. and he explains how he let a hamster die. And then <laughs> yeah. a couple minutes later, you're you see that scene again, and he says that the hamster's name was Hamtaro. Yeah, that was I'm like sorry. what? Like that anime I used to watch at seven in the morning before school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, oh man, God. Hamtaro. Oh, something I just remembered um, that we didn't really touch on was a uh, eyebrow guy we kind of get a bit more of his connection to Haruko in um, the fifth episode or the, the gun battle episode. Um, because when they're fighting, first of all, that's such a cool sequence when he and all his agents try to take her on and she uses her gun or her guitar as a shotgun. Um, but then they go out into the street and they realize that a giant hand is about to trash the town and she uses him as a portal and pulls a tiny slingshot out of his forehead and makes a, a dick reference, as always, and is like, ah, it's so small and disappointing. Now it's as much right. more manly than you are. Uh, oh, yeah, right. right. That entire, like, seeing their relationship there was kind of telling about her, or his character, rather, where it's like, as much as he may front and be like, I'm an adult, I'm doing all this sick shit, he was probably in the same position as Nauta uh, on some other planet somewhere where uh what's the company called uh medical mechanicos probably trying to stomp out his planet or some shit we don't know but it's just cool to see that dynamic there too so mamimi is like walking around town with some dog oh yeah <laughs> that's the last yeah, episode like, right yeah the final episode. dog and she keeps feeding it and then becomes a monster i think she steals a bunch of people's cell phones and then feeds it to it yeah, yeah. and then she goes around town having it eat people's cars and bikes she's doing this all to get revenge on the person who splashed her like everything that she wants is like revenge she wants to burn places down she wants to steal from people she right. wants to like literally eat their cars and then kill them probably yeah but like after this she like grows up and leaves town and becomes a photographer yeah i guess w what inspires her is like the the image of naota like holding both his guitars like yeah or one guitar sorry that is the image yeah. i was talking about at the beginning of the podcast Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> now you get it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was cool. Like, I feel like the, the series for now, the season ends on Naota talking about Mamimi. Yeah. Saying, like, I wonder if she'll come back. Like, she left to become a photographer. Whereas life sort of and gets so, like, back to normal in it, the town. Because right? Yeah, it seems like... Too, right, to chase the pirate king? The series is, like, bookended on this character, yeah. Mamimi. Mm -hmm. Almost mm -hmm. like she's the main one. Yeah. 
but also there's this other character, the the girl we were talking about before, whose name I'm almost forgetting. Nina Mori. Nina Mori. Jeez, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I these know. names are very hard to remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like any if of the other anime that have very easy to pick up names. <laughs> um, yeah, so she is like, she also seems like a main character because she's the only one who actually grows up fully and you see that she stays grown up to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people who could be the main character. The brother could be the main character we because everybody's so always talking him. about him and looking up to him. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different main characters in this fucking show. So you're talking about the future, right? Like you're talking about like later on? What do you mean? That you're not talking about in this series. You're saying... No, I'm just saying like... Like, obviously, Naoto is the main character, but I'm uh-huh. saying, like, each one of them could be considered the main character of the show because one of them bookends the series by being who they're talking about at the beginning and the end. Right. Yeah. It's just an interesting way to think about it. Uh, that just reminds me of, I mean, something that I, I asked you guys before we started the podcast. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, usually we, we podcast stuff that's, like, new or something that's, like, a classic, and yeah. I literally just said to you guys like why did we watch this <laughs> and uh it's because there's something new coming but i don't even know what what is like what is coming i can tell you yeah there's flcl2 and okay. flcl3 yeah announced dude. this past july they're both coming in 2018 and they're both six episodes each okay and apparently they feature a new female character whose uh-huh. teacher in school is haruko Oh, so it's shit. not. Conti- I th- it's think. So this I is kind of like it. an anthology. It series. could like be it doesn't the, follow Naota. It anymore? could follow Haruko. Because I, I mean, know. here's the thing: Naota has the chance to leave with Haruko at the end, which is so interesting to me. After seeing all this craziness, after she drops into his life, and shit literally hits the fan, and he doesn't want to let her go, and then he realizes, oh, she kind of is just in this to find Adam Mosk, and then she's like, okay, I'm gonna go find him now. Do you want to come? That's like. A call to adventure, dude. That is like the beginning of any hero's journey. It's like almost this whole series was a like a prelude of telling this story of like a young ordinary boy who is bored and is stuck in this like limbo of adolescence and it's like when is he gonna get out there and have his adventure and this is his chance to go on an adventure, dude? And he says no. He says, I'm gonna stick around in town and drink my sweet soda and be a normal child. And I was like, whoa. Probably that, that's kind of crazy. Probably because the studio had to move on to the thing that they were actually making. They're like, "All right, this was fun, guys." But <laughs> I mean, seriously. yeah. But I feel like they still could. They could have wrapped it up with him leaving too. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding around. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, I just feel like that's part of like the character progression. Like, yeah, no. He wants to grow up super fast, and finally he gets this opportunity to like, hey, grow up right now. We're going on an adventure. And he's like, nah. He's like, nah. I'd rather drink my soft drinks. Be a kid. Be a yeah. kid. Yeah. I yeah. like that. I really like that a lot. Yeah, Michael like Jackson forever, first. dude. It would, <laughs> it would be forever. obvious, right? What? It would be obvious if he went on the... If he left. I guess. That would be like the obvious thing. It was cool that he decided, no, I'm going to stay in this town. That's the character yeah. progression that we yeah. see. It's like he's become aware enough to know that he doesn't have to front like an adult. He can just be mm-hmm. a kid while he's a kid. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. kind of nice. I hope he shows think, up again, but I don't yeah. know. I think when Oof. I was a kid, I wanted to be an adult, and now I wish I enjoy being a yeah, kid didn't more. didn't everyone i feel like every like when i was a kid too it's like you know oh the older kids are so cool they get to do all this cool shit and then you become old er and you're Filled like with Fuck, regret. uh <laughs> existential dread fucking take me on a space adventure where's my atomosk dude i don't yeah. know yeah i'm asking you sean <laughs> where is my atomosk <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> 
It's on a yellow Vespa in Italy somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Any other any other points to bring up about the show, guys? Nah, nope. man. I had a fucking blast watching this, and I am super ready for the new shit. Um, this was hard to watch for me, but I think maybe if I just said this show's not going to make sense, and then I just watched it, I probably would have enjoyed it more. Uh, I guess I'm intrigued to see where they go with with these new series. But I don't know. I'm shocked that it's in your top three, Brennan. I'm Dude, shocked. This is this is. I'm shocked. What's too. two? It's what Death Note, me. and then one is Eva? one is Eva. Refer to the fucking top five episode, dude. I don't remember. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, what do I have to say? There's like some of the voice actors we might know from other things, like the person who voices Mamimi, also voices. Uh, Eureka, I think, from Eureka 7. Oh, yeah. Hinata and Naruto, which is the blind female character, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> what? What do you she, I don't think she's blind. I just think she doesn't have, like, distinct pupils because of her fucking face. Oh, yeah, is she not blind? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she fights with her palms. Anyways. Uh, and she voices Sailor Moon in the new Sailor Moon, though, not the old one, which is Sick. a letdown. The person who voices Haruko... Oh, we're all talking about the dub right now, no, not the sub. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the person who voices Haruko voices a Celtie in Duara, oh, which is kind of weird. I don't really see that, but so that's interesting. Strange. Uh, the guy who voices Commander Amarao. Is that how you say that? Amaro? I just yeah, said Amaro. Eyebrows uh, voices Anjuman in Digimon. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty fucking jokes. Uh, what else? Is there anything good? No, I guess everything's pretty regular, besides the, like, the person who voices Nina Mori, voices Rika and Digimon. Yeah, yeah. And Edward and Cowboy Bebop. Lots of Digimon alumni, eh? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and uh, that friend that nobody cares about, uh, Masashi Masamune. No idea who that is. Is that the one, one who's, like, one of the pervert, trio he's of friends. a pervert! Or the uh, other guy who's not that guy. The other one who's not that guy, I I'm pretty see. sure. Yeah. Uh, is voiced by Spike Spiegel. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> David That's Lucas, crazy. but he voiced it under his like his pseudonym name that he does not is, is his actual real name. He just needed fucking lunch money. Dude. He voices it <laughs> as David Lucas and not his actual name, which is Stephen Bloom. That's wild. Which is very weird. Probably because it wasn't like an important role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. also he's Dodachin in Duara. Dodachin. I told Dodachin. you. No, don't call me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call me yeah. Sue. <laughs> anyway. Oh, whoa. <laughs> the reference on me. Yeah, the Damn, dude. We're going all over the place today. Jesus. Man. <laughs> all right. Okay. So that's yeah. it. That's all we've got to say about season one Whew. of yeah. Fooly Cooly. See you guys for Fooly Cooly 2 and 3. Whenever that is. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, which you should, we've gotten a couple emails recently. You can email us at shonenchumps at gmail.com. You can tweet us at shonenchumps. You can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. I was trying to try Apple, iTunes, Podcasts. Uh, Google Play <laughs> is uh, the other location. Yeah. All those places. It's awesome. Those are all the things. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah. Hit us up. Talk to us. We like talking to you. We love you. Uh, right on shooting star, baby. Never knows best. I can't think of another reference. <laughs> Bye. Bye.